<laughs> I never get tired of hearing this excuse until now. I can't do this. I don't have enough time. Have you ever said this? I have. I used to make excuses all the time for why I couldn't do things that in reality were well within my ability to do so. Think about it. I mean, No, I mean truly think about it. Odds are you said it today. And guess what? 60% of other Americans are right there with you. So you may be thinking, Z, what does this have to do with training? I thought you were going to talk about training. Well, this is actually kind of awkward, but I already have. You see, what you spend your time on is a clear reflection of what you value inside you. And what you value inside you is a reflection of your training. And I'm not just talking physical training. I'm talking cumulative mind, body, and spirit. So why is it important to train? Is it just to save time? <laughs> no. But shouldn't we take every opportunity to save time? As my favorite Marvel quote states, no amount of money ever bought a second of time. And in today's episode, we are going to empower you with enough reasons as to why training is different than how most people, including yourself, may perceive it. As a certified personal trainer and fellow young believer, I have been in your shoes. And it wasn't long ago that I didn't understand how to train correctly. Our guest today, Trevor, is in the same spot also. So no matter who needs to hear this, you're not alone. And in about 30 minutes, you will understand the importance of training and how it can come down to one decision to change the trajectory of your life forever. This is the God Remembers podcast, where we empower young adult Christians like yourself to live physically and spiritually fit lives through Christ-centered connections to influencers, platforms, you name it. My name is Z, and my mission is to connect you with influencers, resources, and fellow believers like yourself that are going to give you the insight to live the way God designed you. Today, Broken Rhythms host Trevor Deal is going to share with us how he has found that peace between his body and spirit, and the answer might not be what you think. The good news? You already have everything you need right inside of you. So if you are ready to hear how Trevor made it possible and instantly launch yourself into the person God designed you to be, then don't go anywhere. This is God Remembers. For you, Trevor, what would you say is your motivation? What gets you up out of the bed in the morning, even when you don't feel like it? Because I know for a lot of our listeners out there, this is something that is a pretty reoccurring problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, Z, that's a great question. I would say that's maybe one of the most common questions people ask themselves every day. Mm. Like, why am I getting out of bed? For me, Z, I'm called and commissioned by the Lord to live my life with purpose and intention to love him in a deep and meaningful way and then to love other people. And so I get out of bed because I want to do that. Like the Lord fuels me specifically to do that. And I wake up and I do certain things that are for me or for other people. And I enjoy those things and there's intentions of those things, but, but the foundational kind of piece of why I'm waking up is to do that. And right now it, I get to do that as a husband. I get to do that as a coworker. I get to do that as a friend, as a brother, as a son, I get to do it in so many different ways. And that's it. Like it, all the good stuff is gravy. 
all the other stuff is just gravy on top. But if I can <laughs> can wake up yeah. and do that, that's it, man. And I know that a lot of people is probably like, oh, it's so, you know, minutia, you know what, you're just saying it because, no, like I, I actually believe and am convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit that that's why I'm here. And it took me a long time to really believe that and just living in a very selfish way. But that's easy. That's it. That's why I open my eyes. That's why I put my feet on the ground and start moving. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, man, my pastor talks about this all the time at church, but just that Sunday morning Christian, right? Where once you get to Monday, like even the next day, the next day after we get out of church, right? We go on Monday morning. And it's like, it's, it can be really hard for some people to find that motivation where it's like, I know today that I'm not surrounded by a bunch of other believers, other people that are going to love on me the same way that I felt yesterday. But I have to go out into the dark world, into a world that is desperately searching for hope, not just hope and wanting mm -hmm. to feel good as far as physically, spiritually, mentally, but they have all of those assets and they're dead in each and every one of them. And it just seems yeah. like it puts so much would... of a burden on us to try and conquer all that, but it's not our fight. Yeah. Right. And, and I would say to the point, again, with that Z is like if, if a listener is tuning in and they don't know Jesus, obviously either of us are happy to talk to him. But think about for you, for that person, think about embracing purpose. Like there, there is so much value in finding a and living a purpose driven and filled life for a lot of people that could be. Can I wake up every day? Can I be the best husband? Can I be the best father or mother or, or wife? Can I be the best coworker? Can you insert whatever your purpose is, right? We don't have to specifically force people to know the Lord, but everybody, if you look at it at the end of the day, I, I want to have a purpose. I don't, I don't want to just wake up and do something. I don't want to wake up and just operate like a robot. I'm not mindless. I have intentions. I have emotions. I have thoughts. Use those. Find what you're passionate about. Find something that you can have and identify as a purpose and then wake up every day to to live and embrace that purpose. It would be something that I would encourage those who, you know, who don't know Jesus at this time and kind of listening in and tuning. Yeah. And every time I think of the word purpose, it was a great book that I finished, I believe, two years ago. Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I mean, it's it's in the name. And yeah. it's a really great book for, once again, I, I and you mentioned this, Trevor, like being able to know that your purpose is greater than yourself. That was the biggest thing for me. I used to always wake up because I've been a Christian for about two years now. But before that, when I was in college, like I was always wanting to go out and serve myself. Man, what, what do I want to do today for me? It's completely different. It changes the ball game when you wake up and you're saying, well, now I'm not going to do what I want to do for me. But now I'm starting the day and mm -hmm. I'm going to figure out what God wants me to do because he knows what's best for me. It's, it changes the ball game. Mm -hmm. It changes the very landscape of mm -hmm. your life. Right. And I, I think it's it's so identifiable in people who truly emba embrace where the Lord is pushing the desires of their heart to live that purpose driven life because people just notice it. And it, you don't notice it always by the words that someone may say, but but the way that you act out and live a life, people notice that, man. I love it. And you may have already touched on this, but for you and obviously, once again, when we say training, right, whether you're a personal trainer, you know, a lot of people think, oh, he's a personal trainer. He's here to focus on the body. Well, it all, mm -hmm. it's all, it's all inclusive with that. I can only be as good yes, as I is. know if my client is 
there mentally, if they're able to focus, if they're able to bring the energy, because if you're not mentally focused, if you're emotionally and mentally drained, you're not going to bring that energy that God requires of mm -hmm. you and that others may require of you, whether it's at your work or wherever. So for you, Trevor, what mm -hmm. does it mean for you to train, not just physically, but the body as a whole? And I, what are some of the fruits that you've reaped from that? Wow. Not a great question. question. <laughs> No, no, it, it, it's a great question. And, and there's so many different kind of initial thoughts for myself uh, and speaking kind of life into that question, Z, it, it starts with in everybody. I, I would adamantly share that it should start spiritually training uh, because that's where the most value uh, scripture talks about how valuable is is physically pushing your body and testing yourself. How much more valuable is spiritually growing, pushing yourself getting more intimate with the father, becoming more like Christ, how much more valuable is that? And if the Bible says that I should live in that way mm. for me, however, it didn't start that way in high school, my junior year got into physical training, got into bodybuilding and lifting. And I wasn't really confident in how my body looked or as a young man, just didn't really feel confident. There was this false arrogance and pride that many of us have still have. And that was part of life. It, it was something that I was like, man, I, I just, I want to look strong. I want to feel stronger. I want to be more confident. I feel like that'll help me be that and be bold and silly to think that way, but still valid. Everyone's emotions, thoughts are, are valid. And so thinking that, you know, I went to the first person at the table that I was like, who can help me with this? And first person is my dad. And so he did a lot of bodybuilding and powerlifting in, in college and in high school. And so I said, dad, this is what I'm feeling and I want to start training. And so physically used to go to the gym, started out three days a week. And I would go, I also grew up playing tennis. So I would go after tennis practice three days a week. Slowly started to kind of shift that into a, a four and then sometimes a five days a week kind of schedule. And it was consistent junior year, consistent senior year, and then went off to college. And that was a part of uh, my life that I said, it, it's not going to lay at the wayside. College in itself, there's so many opportunities, so many things to say yes to. And this was something that I had pre-decided will happen four days a week. And I will find the time and and I'll commit myself to that. All the while, still knowing the Lord, still pursuing the Lord, but not with the same discipline, not with the same intentions uh, as physical training. And it was something that the Lord made apparent to me throughout college that Trevor, if you're going to put this much time and energy into to pushing your body and giving attention to your body and training that I, I deserve it more. I deserve more than that. And I, I can't not listen to that conviction from the Holy spirit and say, no, <laughs> I, I don't believe that it was kind of mid college to where the Lord really impressed it on my heart. And it wasn't just a, a flip a switch and it's like, oh, my spiritual training is amazing. All that to say kind of now, I believe fervently that if I intentionally start my day in silence and solitude with the Lord in scripture, in prayer, in studying how to become more like Christ and apprentice of Christ, then I'm training my yeah. mind. I'm training my body. I'm training the way that he is calling me to live my life. And then I can go train my physical body. Then I can go push my body. But I had to learn for a long time. It's There's, there's a priority list. And last year, I, I really kind of sat down and said, what, what are my priorities? And listing them, right? One, two, three, four. 
okay, well, these are my four priorities. Let me live in a way that prioritizes each of those intentionally, right? If King Jesus is number one, let me intentionally train and become more like Christ. It doesn't happen by accident. It takes intention like like everything does. If I want to get stronger in the gym, it takes intention. If I want to be a better husband, it takes intention. You can label anything on there and it takes intentional action and progress to be able to improve that aspect. So Z, to kind of sum that, that question up, because again, I could, I could kind of just keep going and I know we will, but it's aspects of can I position myself to hear and give time to Jesus? Because how much more valuable is that, the scriptures say? And to be able to posture, not only doing that spiritually, but it also allows my mind and my emotions to align with the calling of how I should live my life, how I should take action in life to then love other people. Because the greatest commandment is love God before all things. And then he calls us to love other people. It's, it's one and two, right? And if I'm not positioning myself to be loved and to love the Father, yeah. I can't love other people well. And so that's kind of the, the things for me that, that shifted. And you could, we can dig deeper into this kind of topic or idea, but you can be the strongest dude in the gym, but don't have a relationship with Jesus. And you're, you're missing out on the most joyful, peaceful, loving part of life. And you're missing out. Like, it's awesome. I love that you can be all this, this strong and, you know, aesthetically and you know, just rock hard shape and all this kind of stuff. But, it, again, I go back to, to scripture where it just talks about how much more valuable is spiritually training and pushing ourselves. When you started talking about just what really resonated with me was when obviously with high school and for you, it was tennis. For me, it was basketball. And I see a lot of parallels here between our stories where I made so much effort, as did you, with wanting to succeed in your specific sport and what it was you were trying to be successful mm -hmm. at and trying to be great at. But who are you trying to be great for? Who yeah. was I trying to be great for? I was trying to be mm -hmm. great for myself. Come on. And that was one of the things, like, I look back on that. And I'm just like, man, I wish I could have realized that a lot sooner. Because it just makes all the hard work. I always tell people, man, I'm a hard worker. Like, people ask me, Zach, tell me something about yourself. I'm a hard worker. But guess what? There's going to be times in life where that hard work if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's not going to mean anything. It's going to be a zero sum. And there's not going to be mm -hmm. anything that's going to deflate you more than that is just seeing all the years, all the moments where you were just missing the mark because Jesus has already offered you his love, his kingdom, his riches, but you're missing the mark because you're too focused on yourself. And I was thinking Galatians 5.16, yeah. it says, but I say, walk by the spirit. This is keeping in step with the spirit mm -hmm. and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Let's go in and you know what we call it is our Christ center connections with God remembers. And that's what we mm -hmm. want to do. We want to provide the connections to be Christ centered, to be around him. The yeah. focal point is him. It's not the focal point. It's not on us. And for you, I wanted to ask, are there any Christ Center connections or resources that have helped you, whether it's staying fit physically, but also in your spiritual and, you know, your spiritual walk and also your mental health as well? Man, a lot, a lot. God has specifically designed each of us innately to desire community. 
look at the beginning of the Bible. Look at Adam and look at God trying to provide Adam someone to live with him and be with him to do life with him. And he try at first he tries to, to, to create these animals and to partner them with Adam. It's like, this is not a good fit. God was like, nope, not working. So he creates Eve. So it's evident, right? At the beginning of time, the creation of the world, that we are designed to be with another person, specifically in a communion, a covenant relationship with another person. You kind of look all throughout scripture, look at the Israelites and, and they're cultivating community. Look at, again, go to the New Testament, look at Ephesus, Colossae, Philippi, all of them, right? All of these new churches, that the the way that they, they called it the way back then before it, it kind of was labeled and, and turned to the name of Christianity. Look at the way that Paul addresses each of those new churches of Christianity, and he talks to them as a community. He, t- he doesn't say in, in specific letters, he says Timothy, right? But in Ephesians, he doesn't say Z, he doesn't say Trevor. He, he doesn't say those names, right? He talks to them as a community, as a body. Yeah. And But the Bible continues to talk about the, the body as a whole. And so we are meant to do life with other people. We are meant to be in specific romantic relationship with somebody, but we're also meant to have cultivate and be intentional with community because it's a body. It's a kingdom, a body of believers. And so just like you and I are doing, this is a Christ centered connection, right? Z? And so for me, man, and I'm talking about people, I'm talking about the church that I'm involved in and plugged in talking about getting a little more finite to the small group that I'm plugged in, my wife and I are plugged in and involved in, and those specific people. I have guys, so many guys that I could point back to from college and then several still in my life today that push me towards Christ. Because it's not, this is not, it is an individual relationship, intimate relationship with him, but we're just all trying to figure this out. There's not a person who comes to know the father and it's like, got it, we're good. You don't study the word like you study a textbook. It's like, let's take the test. I got it locked down. Even yeah. if you take the test, if you think about in college or you're related to high school, I cram, I got it. And then I, I don't remember anything. Right. But this is a lifestyle and a lifelong pursuit of becoming more like Christ and growing in that relationship. So it requires other people. I could point to my mom, dad and brother specifically and how close they are with Jesus and how much I cherish that and how much they push me to do that same thing. And so that the, this theme is community and accountability. The other things are great, like the, the physical wellness and training, the mental wellness and training and prioritizing those things are great. And I believe those things because they allow me to be the best version of myself to then give intentionally into community, push, drive, feed into community and receive from community. So for anyone listening, man, get plugged in. Wherever you are, I guarantee you there's a church. I guarantee you there's at least one person in there around you that would love to walk alongside you. Because, again, it's a body of believers. It's not an individual hand. It's not an individual foot. It's a body of believers where everybody has strengths and everybody has weaknesses. How does one body move fluidly? You depend on the other parts. And so this idea of community is what I would, I mean, cultivate the community. Wherever you are, find a church, find a person, find a group, find somebody 
to plug into your life and to pour into you, right? Because I can't always just pour out. I would, I wish I could just take my water bottle and pour it out and show you, but then I wouldn't have it. And then it would be wet everywhere. So I'm not going to do that, but I can't just pour that out and then look in it and expect it to be filled. Don't work like that. Who fills your cup up? The father and the people that surround you. And so that, that would be my, my admonition to the listeners is cultivate that community and know that we are designed innately to desire that and to have that not only to live and enjoy life, but also to grow closer to Christ. I'm right there with you. I can't stress enough the importance of community and even just outside your personal community, the importance of having people across the country like Trevor. I'm so blessed to be able to have gotten to know you and there's just so many people and at God Remembers, we're going to be here to help get you connected with these people, with people like Trevor, with people mm-hmm. that whether it's on the faith or the fitness side of this, we're all together chasing the same goal, especially on the faith side of it, right? We're all yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ. And so no amount of land or distance is going to separate that connection. And mm-hmm. that's my encouragement for right. anybody that's listening and just don't let you know, silence. Don't let that time mm-hmm. where you're alone, where you feel like you're vulnerable. Don't let that feel like that's your weakest moment because it's in those moments that we run to God mm-hmm. and anybody else that's out here, yeah. whether it's me, yeah. whether it's Trevor, anybody else that's going to be talking to you and saying, Oh, well, I don't know Zach or I don't know Trevor. It doesn't matter. You know, God, you know, God, we know God. And that's mm-hmm. our connection. That's our Christ centered connection. Mm-hmm. So, man, 100%. we can yeah, go on. I, I'd, I'd keep it. I'd kind of even piggyback off that, Zach, and yeah, say that I, I would make time for anybody that wants to talk about Jesus. Mm. Like, I don't care about whatever else I got going on. That's trivial in terms of if you want to talk about Christ, you're going through something or you just need advice or you just want to talk about Jesus. Message me. We'll, I, I'll get your, we'll get numbers and, and we'll sync up. I, I definitely echo with what was he saying. I mean, I, I'm so honored and would love to be a resource for anybody. And I will say in, in, in tune with that and, and Z would agree. Like, again, we don't have it all figured out and we're not supposed to. Nope. There's not this precipice that you're trying to reach of figuring it out. It is intentionally walking with the Lord, knowing that one day when we're no longer on this earth, then I'm with him for eternity. And so if you want to talk about that in any capacity, if you have questions, I'm I'm a resource, I'm available. And I don't know the answer and I don't know a lot of stuff, but I do know some stuff and the <laughs> stuff that I do know I'll share. And if I don't know it, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not perfect resources. There's only one perfect resource and we're only here to help mm-hmm. point back to him. Right. So, man, I I really love our conversation where we're at with this discussion. Once again, uh, Trevor Deal on the God Remembers podcast. But I also noticed that just from your story, body image. And I want to get into this topic as well, because I know that there are a Mm -hmm. lot of people out there that have this issue, especially in today's we like to gloss over social media. I think social media is a great resource, but it also can be a distraction and temptation. There's been times in my past where personally I got rid of social media because of the distraction, because of the temptations and just the negative thoughts. Like mm-hmm. what was that documentary on Netflix? I don't remember what it was called, but it just shows you how social media is engineered to get you addicted to it. But it's also supposed to get yeah. addicted to how you look 
feel about yourself as well, especially with a platform like Instagram that's primarily filled with photos and videos. So for you, Trevor, what advice would you give to our listeners who may be saying, I I don't know how to view myself. I don't know what my identity is. And I just Mm -hmm. always feel like I can never do enough to make myself how God sees me. Man, what a question. All in the same breath, I feel so unqualified to be able to share an answer, but also blessed by the Lord to say an answer. So, man, this is a real struggle that people deal with. And it comes first and foremost with understanding that you're made in the image of Christ. Like you're made in the image of God. Like the, the savior of the world, I get that's insane. Like it, he made you, Zach, you, who, whoever's listening, insert your name. He made you in his image. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. That That's like life changing yeah, in man. terms of the way that you view yourself. But here, but here again, we have the world, we have our flesh and we have the enemy that speaks lies all the time because that's all they can do. Right. They can just speak lies. They can't really do anything else to us, but they can try to take that away from us. And so I would encourage to consistently be reminding yourself who you are in the eyes of the father. Mm-hmm. And for practical looks, reading that those pieces in, in sections of scripture, writing it in expo marker on a mirror, putting it uh, in your notes, screenshot it, making it your wallpaper. Those are a couple practical examples in, in terms of physically. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. Nothing at all. But what's your reason? Are you trying to look good again for yourself or just to be looking good for other people? Or do you want to physically steward the body that the Lord has given you on this earth, this vessel on earth? Do you want to steward that well so that you can live your life in a way that that God's calling you to and also do the things that you want to do? it's all about the perspective. What is the why behind? And this is part of mental health, right? We have these thoughts and these emotions, but if I think I can take a step back and understand why this, you know, I mentioned it junior year. I I wish, I wish I could have listened to somebody say something, not again to puff myself up, but somebody bringing this question of why do you want to do this? Well, then I would say, I probably as a junior would have been like, because I want to look good. I want to look good. Then it's like, okay, well, you're doing this for yourself and there's nothing wrong with doing something for yourself, but I want you to understand that you don't have to do this to be loved, to be known and to be cherished. It's not a requirement, but there's a lot of aspects of it that are super fruitful. The discipline that comes from physically training, the discipline and the benefits that come from that, as well as feeding your body properly Mm -hmm. the way that it's designed to be and actually needs to be. All of that is, are good things and and fruit comes from that i've been training since junior year that's 2014 it's eight years it's been eight years since that year right that you don't just it doesn't just happen overnight it's it's part of this process this progression and i'm a firm believer in this quote by an author named james clear who i would i would share anybody listening z if you haven't read atomic habits read it it's incredible but every action that you take is a vote for the person that you want to become. Mm. I say it again. Every action that you take is a vote 
for the person you want to become. We, we talk about these big grand ideas and want to be this X or do X or whatever five, 10 years down the road. But what are you doing today? What are you doing today towards that? Yeah. And so I would start again, just to kind of sum that all up. I would start by positioning yourself to, to hear and know what the Lord says about you and your body and your image. I would also share with somebody close to you that you have these thoughts that they can encourage you. Again, we're coming back to community that they can encourage you, inspire and hold you accountable. And then if you want to change that, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it takes time. It takes discipline. It takes every day doing something that moves that needle. And if that's, Physically training, that can look a ton of different ways. That's a different episode that we could talk about that. But it, it's, it involves exercise and it involves diet and it involves sleep. All three of those things combined change the aesthetic of one's body. Mm-hmm. Sleep is the most important. Diet's the second important. Training exercise is the third. And I'll die on that hill as long as I need to. But Again, don't do those things unless you can really understand why you desire to do that and then trying to do that in a healthy way. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to get a year in and you're going to look at somebody on Instagram and you're going to compare yourself. And com- and the Bible talks about comparison is the thief of joy. It steals yeah. your joy away. Yes. And again, John 10, 10, the thief yep. comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to put these thoughts and these lies, excuse me, in our minds to take away the joy that we have in the Lord. Yep. And so we need to understand why. Again, we could talk a whole nother episode or an hour long on social media and boundaries. And But the idea is like, stop comparing yourself to other people. That does not matter because you, you will never be, I will never be Z. Z will never be Trevor. But that doesn't mean we can't be the best versions of ourselves and live Absolutely. life in a truly healthy way. Absolutely. And I know mm-hmm. I asked about body image, but man, I, I, I wanted to throw another term out there, man. Spirit. How about spiritual image? We talk about spiritual image and mm-hmm. I, my mind automatically went to David in the Old Testament and how people said and probably thought this too, that he's unqualified, that he was unqualified to go up against Goliath, that he was unqualified because he was smaller than everybody else. He didn't have as much armor, as much weaponry as everybody else. Mm -hmm. But what did he have? He was a man after God's own heart, right? The lineage that ultimately brought Jesus into this world, right? And he Mm -hmm. defeated Goliath. He was a great king, probably one of the, probably one of the, you know, greatest people that God ever empowered yet. Pretty much everybody looked at him as he was unqualified. He was unfit. There was no no chance he was going to be able to do that, right? But it's against all odds mm-hmm. that somebody like David, that somebody that may be listening to this podcast right now that feels like, how am I qualified to serve the kingdom of God? How, how am I qualified? Forget body image, right? Like we, we could talk about body image all day, but how about spiritual image? What's on the inside too? It's what's on the inside that counts. And that's what that's what God cares about, right? He says He doesn't look at what you have on the outside, right? How fit you are, how much money you have, how many followers you have. He doesn't care about that. What He cares about is what's in your heart. So worry, worry about that first, because if you start to worry mm-hmm. about wanting to make yourself look good and worry about body image and how others see you, but you haven't even fixed yourself from the inside, then that's going to be a corrosive problem because eventually that's what's going to show. 
And there's a bunch of people out there who the world might say, hey, they're successful. They have a ton of followers. They have millions and millions of dollars. But they could be spiritually dead on the inside, and it doesn't mean anything. That's so good, Z. No, I mean, I, I 100% agree. I mean, you can look at the life of David and, and see that he was made right in the eyes of the Lord. And because when we experience Jesus by grace through faith and accept salvation and proclaim that and believe that, we are made right with the Lord as well. And so made right, made righteous is, is we are, it's easy to think about snow, right? It's just white as snow. Like there is no blemish that the Lord sees in us because of what Jesus did, right? We're made right by Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. But with that, we are given the power of the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. That means that everything that Jesus did at his power lives in me lives in you, lives in those who know and have accepted the Lord as their Savior, to then be able to live life, right? If you don't feel qualified, you've got the power of the Holy Spirit in you. You can literally do, like Philippians 4.13 is not about how much I can bench press. It's talking about, I don't believe I'm qualified to do something. Well, guess what, Z? You've got got the Holy Spirit inside of you. So you can do all things because He strengthens you. And I know that that's something that, again, we, I mean, would take a long time to unpack, but that's, that is a truth foundational to Christianity. Hmm. There's a truth foundational to Christianity. God, the father sent God, his son, God, the son to live on life as man to then die, be buried, defeat death, remove the keys of death from Satan's yes. physical hands wow. to then be resurrected three days later. Hmm. So yep. that the Holy Spirit could live inside of us, so that we could that we also could sit at the right hand of the Father. Yes. Like that's everybody. Wow. That's available for every single person. I'm mm-hmm. watching three people walk down the street, all of them. If all every of them want to want that, that's theirs. That's yep. theirs. And so this lie that we're not qualified, I don't care how much how knowledgeable you are about scripture or know every single thing about it, that that's a process, right? That's why we study the word because Think about it. If I want to be identified as a doctor, right, a heart doctor, I need to know, I need to physically know in my mind everything that comes with that, mm-hmm. right? Because then I can identify as I actually know this and I can live that out, right? It's the same thing with following the Lord and being a disciple of Christ, right? If I want to know and do that, then I got to I gotta study it. I got to learn from others' mistakes. I got to learn from my mistakes. I have to continually position myself in silence and solitude with the Lord to do that. And each one of you guys that are listening are qualified. I, I could go on forever, but man, I'm so passionate about that because yeah. you, no one should believe that they aren't worthy in the eyes of the father. Truth is like no one on their own right is worthy, but because of Jesus, we are. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And that's reciprocal brother. I'm just as passionate as you are about that. And I want to bring it full circle as we, as we wrap this episode up here, but I think it, I'm going to ask you, I usually don't ask yes or no questions, but this is a yes or no question for anybody out there that's listening. If they have a relationship with Jesus and they are continuing to put that as their top priority, their why of why they do anything that they do, why they wake up every morning, why they go out into a world that's full of darkness. Mm -hmm. If they have that, Mm -hmm. do they have everything they need to accomplish this? 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Look at Matthew 6, if you're questioning that. Look at Matthew 6, where it talks about Jesus specifically says, do not be anxious about anything. Look at the birds of the air. They don't worry about stuff because God provides for them. Don't worry about the food. Don't worry about the clothes. Don't worry about shelter because God's providing. He's taking care of you. And then it gives us a call to action at the end of chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his mm-hmm. righteousness will be added to your life. A hundred percent. You don't need anything else. But that doesn't mean that life won't be hard. That doesn't mean that there won't be uh, persecution. That doesn't mean that there won't be trials. That does not mean life will be easy. But that means that the Lord will take care of you. That means that he will provide for what you need when we trust in him, when we ask him, when we fervently pray and decide that I'm living in a way that is going to follow the Lord and know and believe and have that faith that Hebrews talks about that, that, that lives that out, that believes that hundred percent. Trevor, thank you so much for coming on much respect brother for sharing just a word of encouragement with anybody that's out there listening today. And we just want to continue to once again, provide you guys the resources, the connections, the Christ centered connections to allow you guys to break free from the chains, the lies of this world, to live spiritually and physically fit lives. Trevor, thank you so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys next time. So there you have it. Trevor just shared with you exactly what it takes to elevate your fitness to the next level. Now, as you spend the next few days deciding what training regimen works best for you, if you want to start getting connected with other believers, influencers, and certainly more, come give us a follow on our Instagram page at This Is God Remembers. You can also join our brand new community C3 on the Vibely app. Simply click the link in the bio to get connected.